Welcome to Let's Talk While We Walk. I am so sorry. It has been just about a month and a half, almost two months since my last episode. I will be releasing weekly episodes this point forward in the name of Jesus. I pray that you are well in the Lord. I do want to make one quick correction. My last recording, I made mention to Joel, made mention of Joel chapter two. That's Joel chapter two. The correct reference is actually verses 28 and 29. That's Joel chapter two, verses 28 and 29 with reference to the fact that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit on our all flesh. Um, on all flesh, and that's men and women, sons and daughters, because God promised that they would indeed prophesy. God is faithful. When God says something, it comes to pass. The timing of the Lord is just that. It's his timing. There are times where we want things to happen faster or slower. It's not in our hands. It's out of our hands. All that is happening now in the world, it's out of our hands. But the bottom line is God is calling so many more to stand up and walk out in their gifting. The thing that's amazing, this thing of fear that we've been talking about, it has a way of limiting people to the point that they won't step out in faith, that they won't go out and do what God has called them to do out of fear of what people will say, or out of fear of failure, out of fear that people will stop talking to them because they're stepping out in faith. Listen, when you do what God says, not only will you feel good, but God will draw every person to you that is a part of the plan that he has for your life. The scripture for today that I want to encourage you with, with regards to walking out your calling, regardless of fear and not allowing fear to stop you, is found in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. This is a familiar text, but I want to specifically read, actually, thank you, Lord. I'm going to start from verse 5, and I'll read verses 5 through 7. I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan the flames, fan the flames, the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Now, first and foremost, God speaks of the fact uh, through Paul. This is a letter from Paul written specifically to Timothy. Timothy was like his son in the Lord, right? I would even dare say like a godson, but not necessarily our term of godson, but godson in that he was like a spiritual son to him. Um, Paul was his mentor. Paul raised him up in the word. And here it's to the point that Paul knew Timothy's grandmother, Lois, from verse five, and his mother, Eunice. Now that is tremendous because number one, it says that the women of his house were spiritually strong. Um, as far as the reference to the father, I'm not sure the why, but we can establish the fact that his grandmother and his mother assisted him in getting to who he became in, in pushing him to become the man of God that God called him to be. Paul takes it a step further when he says, I specifically want to remind you that it's important that you fan the flames of the spiritual gift that God has given you. Now, this gift that he spoke of that Timothy has, it's a gift that came about with Paul's laying of his hands. The, the same verse six says, 
when he laid his hands on Timothy, it stirred up the gift of God that was inside of him, the spiritual gifts. Now, it doesn't mean it's just one gift. Chances are it's quite a few gifts because if we think of even the fruit of the spirit and the different gifts that exist, there are many. So I can imagine Timothy probably had quite a few. It doesn't tell us which specific gifts here, but I'm sure that Timothy knew the gifts that Paul was speaking of. When God speaks a word to us, he just has a tremendous way of allowing the words to connect to our spirit man, to Holy Spirit within us. And many times, like for me, sometimes when I hear something that is a confirmation of what God has put forth within me, I feel almost, uh, sometimes it's a confirmation in my, my head where like Holy Spirit will remind me what I've already heard. And then sometimes that'll be something in like my stomach, not my physical stomach, but my spiritual stomach or my soul where, and, and some would even refer to that as our heart, right? Our spiritual heart, not the heart where the blood pumps, but the heart of God, Holy Spirit within us. He says to him, fan it into flames. Now think about it. How would we fan a spiritual gift into flames, right? How would we get it ablaze, get it on fire, set it ablaze, set it loose, right? When I think of the idea of fanning into flames, I can see him easily telling him that it's important that he pray, right? Take time and pray. Not just the prayer when you speak to God and you get up and go on your way. Come on, y'all. You know what I'm saying. I'm talking about that prayer where you pray and you take time to pray and you say exactly what's on your heart. Listen, let's not act like God doesn't already know what we're thinking, what we're feeling. He knows. So in that time of prayer, I believe it's important for us to repent. Sometimes having um, unforgiveness in our heart, having sin in our heart, those are things that I believe can quench those flames. I won't go into it today, but there's another part of the word where Paul says that we shouldn't um, quench Holy Spirit. If we think about it, Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is holy. Some people refer to him as Holy Ghost. Um, Those are the main names that I know for Holy Spirit. But the point being, it's still God. He's God, not it. He is God, right? Holy Spirit is holy, set apart, Nothing can compare, right? Nothing can compare to who God is and how amazing he is. And just remember and think of this, in his mercy, he has allowed everyone that has confessed Jesus Christ as Lord to have Holy Spirit inside of them. What a blessing, what a gift. So when we fan the gift as Paul encourages Timothy to, that's when we release our sin. That's when we say, you know what, God, I want you more than I want this sin, more than I want the flesh, more than I want to do the things that I know you are not pleased with, the things that push me away from a relationship with you. Now, the things that push us to a relationship with God, the things that fan the flame inside of us are things like that prayer that I'm telling you about. Now, after we've spoken, and even in the prayer, I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk about your concerns, of course, but first we got to honor God and adore God. Um, I remember learning um, Acts, many churches use Act, um, acknowledge, right? That's where you acknowledge how awesome and amazing God is. I do not take credit for this, as I've heard in in different churches, um, such as Christ's Way, as well as Living Word, all of the, so many other churches refer to Acts. I've even heard them going back to when I was at Greater Bethel AME in Gainesville, Florida. And so 
acts, acknowledge, acknowledge how awesome God is. Um, see, confess. See, and it makes sense. You you give God the praise that he is more than worthy of, the worship that he's worthy of. And then what happens is you can't help but apologize. That's the confession part. You cannot help but apologize because you recognize that the reality is with the holy God and next to a holy God and compared to a holy God, there's so many things that we really do have to ask God for, for um, just forgiveness for. T, that thanksgiving, right? Giving thanks for everything that God has done. Giving thanks for what God is getting ready to do. Giving thanks for just who he is to you, right? And then the S stands for supplicate. That's where you actually say the things that you need God to help you with, right? the things that you need God to help you with. Now, after doing all of this in the prayer, right? I believe that's a part of that fanning. I would even say worship is a part of fanning the flames that Timothy is talking about. Now, I admit I'm not giving you scripture references this time around, but we can talk about it in some future podcasts. But I promise you, doing these things helps to fan the spiritual gift of God. And if we think about it, a large part of fanning the gifts and the flames of Holy Spirit inside of us and the giftings that God has given to us have to do with giving God the glory that he is due. So that's really why it makes sense to pray and then do some worship. Spend time honoring him and blessing him and exalting him. You want to put on a song, put on a song. But listen, sometimes you don't need a song because sometimes when you think about how God has moved on your behalf, you can't help but just bless him automatically. You don't need to worship with song. But if you need to, it's totally fine, right? Now, the other thing I want to encourage us to do in order to make sure that we are fanning into flames this gift that God has given us is to ensure that we pause and actually wait to hear from God. It is amazing how when we allow for quiet time, sometimes God speaks immediately, sometimes it takes time, sometimes the Lord will bring to your remembrance things that you may have said or things that you may have done, maybe even things that you need to repent of. But the point is take time to be still before God. Whenever you're having a conversation with someone, I'm sure you don't like it when the person speaks directly to you, but doesn't give you the opportunity to speak back to them. Uh, let's make sure that when, while we are spending time with God, praying, worshiping, we take time to actually pause to hear from God. That's another part of fanning the flames of the spiritual gift. You may not even know the gifts that God has given you. Listen, I want to encourage you today, ask God to reveal it. Ask the Lord to reveal it. Lord, what are the gifts that you have given me? Some of us have been given one. Some of us have been given five. Some of us have been given 10. That doesn't mean that any one person is better than the other. We are all the same, guys. We are all sinners saved by grace. We are all only something because of who God is and because of Jesus and because of his mercy and because of him allowing us to commune with him through a relationship. Thanks be to God for Jesus. Now, the last thing I want to point out to you from today's text, right? Because it's so important that you stir up the gift that is inside of you, right? I, I believe it's intentional that Paul says this before he tells him, God has not given you. And he says, notice he doesn't say specifically just to Timothy. He says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and self-discipline. Now, Again, remembering we each have gifts and we're to 
fan into flames the gifting or stir up the giftings that God has given to us. Why? Because God has enabled us to walk in. And I'm, I'm going to rearrange even how he wrote verse seven, but I believe that Paul was saying to him, see that you have been given power, you have been given love, and you have been given self-discipline. Each of those is super important because guess what? When we recognize that we have power, where does that power come from? That's dunamis, right? That's that. And that's in the Greek. Dunamis is Greek. That's one of my favorite um, words, power, because the power is not our power. Oh my goodness. Listen, when you think of the things that God has done on behalf, on your behalf, it's easy. It's really easy to be humbled and be reminded that the power that is within us is greater. Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. According to Romans chapter eight, listen, the power that God has given us is a mighty power. So Paul tells him, listen, you have power, so you don't need to fear. You don't need to be timid. Now, fear is a feeling. And some will say, well, I remember even doing a Bible study where we had a great question that was asked, you know, being that it's a feeling, is it possible to not feel it at all? I don't know. I think some people might possibly do that. I confess I have moments where I feel it, but I try to remind myself that in the midst of that fear, I don't have to dwell in it. I believe that is what Paul was saying to Timothy because the whole idea of the spirit of fear, that's not the feeling or the emotion of fear. A spirit of fear is something that comes to take over you. God, listen, God was using Paul to tell Timothy, do not be overcome with that feeling. Do not be overcome by the spirit of fear. I did not give that to you. That is not from me. What you have are a bunch of gifts, right? That remember Paul reminded him of in verse six and then verse seven, you have power. We talked about power. Notice right in between the power and the self-discipline is love. That's that agapeo love, right? In the Greek, agapeo, that is that unconditional love. That is the love that Jesus showed for us when he died on Calvary. That is the love that says, I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've been. I love you unconditionally. Our Jesus loves us. And if you don't know Jesus today, I do want to encourage you to receive him. All you have to do is admit that you are a sinner. The bottom line is each of us are sinners because we were born into sin. By acknowledging that we make mistakes and by acknowledging that we can't do without God's help and that we need Jesus the free gift of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus to be forgiven. Guys, he is our bridge. Jesus is our bridge. Jesus is God. Jesus was God. Jesus is God. Jesus is alive. He rose from the dead in order that we might live. He rose from the dead in order that we might have a relationship with God. Without Jesus, there is no God. Without Jesus and our relationship and our acknowledgement of our need for his help to forgive us of our sins, we don't have a relationship with God. Thanks be to God for the grace that he has given to us through his son, Jesus. There's no other name that you can call on, and I'll say it boldly, no other name can we call upon to connect with God. Jesus, the name above all names, the name that one day everyone's going to have to bow and confess. Even those that claim to not know him, those that claim to not receive or not want to receive him. One day you won't have a choice. One day you'll have to acknowledge him and it might just be too late. Don't wait. Listen, don't wait. 
None of us knows the day or the hour where our soul will be required of us. If you don't know Jesus, you are welcome to email me. I will pray for you. I will have a conversation with you. Today is the day. Now back to our text. The last thing that Timothy, that Paul tells Timothy that he's been given in, 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 the King James version talks about a sound mind. The New Living Translation version is the version that I've been using, but it says self-discipline, self-control. Listen, that person that says that they can't control themselves, they don't know Jesus. They have not come to know the Savior. Jesus is able to help us. Because we have Holy Spirit living inside of us, it is possible to live a disciplined life. There is a way. I'll have to go into that another day. I, I promised you guys I was going to keep these episodes to 20 um, twenty minutes. But again, just recapping what we talked about today. If you sense that God is calling you to do more. And listen, the more might be ushering. Listen, ushering is such a noble and amazing honor to usher people into the house of God. You can't have a sour face. That takes a person with patience. It takes a person with grace and sometimes definitely a smile on their face to allow people just to feel welcome to the house of God. Maybe you feel called to greet, but I'm here to tell you that we're not called to sit in the pew or to sit in the chair. When we go to church, yes, we worship. Yes, we receive, but to keep receiving and not give back. No, God has called on us to use the gifts that God has given us. Listen. Paul was telling Timothy all of this, not to just give him a good word, not to just make him feel good. Listen, he was giving him this to activate him. He was giving him this to encourage him. He was giving him this word to remind him, young man, God has a calling on your life. Today, I believe God has a calling on someone's life who might be hearing this word. This is an intentional message. Intentional because God wants you to hear it. God wants you to walk in obedience. If you're already walking, in a new territory or in a new gifting or new ministry that God has called you to. Bravo, continue to serve. Watch God open even more doors. Watch God open doors that you never thought possible. Trust God today. Know that he has a plan for you. Join me next week. Uh, I will most certainly release another recording on Monday. It's been a blessing to talk with you. I pray that you were encouraged today. This is Let's Talk while we walk.